When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the one and only T-Quest. You are tuned into the T-Quest show. Relatable, informative, yet entertaining. Shout out to all my fans. I love you guys so much. And I'm going to say it every single show because without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do what I do because... If I'm talking, someone has to listen. If you haven't already, make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at TQuestGLM. Standing free, gotta love me. Download that TQuest mobile app in your Google Play Store and your App Store. And make sure you sign up for my mailing list on my website, gotta-love-me-world.com. You know, I always have surprises for you guys, random updates that sometimes I may not tell you. But if you are a true supporter of T-Quest, you know exactly where to go to look for it. And so on that note, I'm just going to say stay tuned and be looking for some surprises because I've been secretly working on a lot of things and I'm pretty sure you guys are going to love it. Today, um, we do have a special guest that's going to be calling in and it's a female artist and we're going to, you know, rock out, get into her story a little bit. Get into her vibe and check out her music. I hope you guys enjoy it. But before she calls in, I just want to do a mental check. I want to make sure everyone is okay. Everyone is, you know, just adjusting to the new norm. Finding the positivity in every negative situation. Finding the light in every dim moment. You know, I have to put that out there. Because there's a lot of stuff that's going on in this world today. And we got to make sure everybody is good. We got to make sure everybody is straight. So, you know, it's only right for us to do a mental check. Because, you know, your girl T-Quest cares. And on that note, since I've already taken advantage of my own platforms, supporting and putting out there everything I do, I see our guest today has already called in. So, we're going to get her on right now. So, Miss Lady, how are you doing? What's up? What's up? How's it going? It's going great. What's going on in your world? You said what? What's going on in your world? Oh, man. I've been so busy lately. It's Mm -hmm. it's in a good way, though. I got a video shoot this weekend. I'm, like, hyped about this release. It's just, like, everything's on go right now. That is beautiful. So before I get all up in your business about your music video, tell the people who you are and where you're from. Okay, what's up, everybody? My name is Paglia. That's P-A-C-L-I-Y-A-H. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised, Southside College Park, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way, but as soon as I started to hear your tone and your accent, you remind me of Diamond. <laughs> really? From Crime <Yeah>. Mom. <laughs> That's funny. That's cute. I could take that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, it's crazy how... Atlanta in that area is you say you're from Atlanta or just Georgia? I'm from Atlanta. Okay. It's funny how it's a, just a city, but you would think it was its own, not even state or country, but its own world. Really? Yeah, and you guys got this strong Atlanta accent. I don't know how a city is able to do that, but you guys have conquered it for sure. You know what I mean? But um, talk to me about this this video you got coming up. Is it going to be like a lot of people? Because I know with the pandemic, a lot of the blueprints has been a little different. It's going to be what? You know how with the pandemic, a lot of people are not really having that many extras in their videos. So oh, did that yeah. adjust your vision or what? Well, so the videos for my new song that's dropping tomorrow, I'm not sure if I could um, use profanity on this radio show, but it's called B Star Star, you know, Moods. Uh-huh. So, right. So the videos for that song, and as far as people, yeah, I'm going to have a few, probably only two other people are going to be in the video. Uh-huh. Um, so we are trying to keep it small and cute, you know, because people, we are practicing social distancing and whatnot. Okay. So, yeah, it's just going to be us, but. I really didn't take Corona into consideration when I was planning for this video, but it just so happened to work out. It's not that many people that's a part of it, you know? There you go. I mean, at the end of the day, as long as you got the look (laughs) and you got the vibe and the mood is right, you know? (laughs) 
know what's up. Period. It don't, the rest of it don't matter. But before we jump more into your song and, you know, talking about the video, let's bring it back a little bit. How long have you actually been a music artist? Professionally, since 2018, I started writing music and decided that this is my career choice. But I've been into music and performing arts my whole life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just took it serious in 2018. I've been on it ever since. Okay, so that wasn't that long ago. So what <laughs> what sparked in you? Did it, was it something that you've seen? Someone who inspired you? A movie? A moment? An experience? What happened in 2018? You were like, you know what? Let me pick up the pen and pad. That's a beautiful question. Okay, so recently, this girl who's like a major social influencer in Atlanta, she just passed away. Mm. So she was, her name is Brax, rest in peace. But she was more of an Instagram influencer and a model and all that. And one day, I was just scrolling through Twitter and I see she dropped the music video. It was like song by me, produced by me. Everything was by her. And the video was so raw. Mm. And I, at that moment, I was like, I could do that. And I started listening to beat that same day, like, and I've just been on it ever since. Wow, beautiful. Um, rest in peace to her. But sometimes it always takes that one person or that one compliment or words of encouragement that just clicks, you know, like, right. you know what, that's what I want to do. So I'm curious, you said that growing up, you were always into performing arts. Now, that's a lot of sections to dive into. What part of performance arts were you actually involved in? Well, I've did. I've danced I'm on some dance teams. Mm -hmm. I've always been in the limelight. I used to um, be in acting class. I tried to do auditions for like Nickelodeon when I was a kid. Nice. I was on more announcements in elementary school. I just always been on the forefront. I was Miss Homecoming, my 11th grade year. I just always been out there from playing on sports teams to being a part of like talent shows and mm -hmm. dancing, dancing team, cheerleading team. You know, so. Yeah. Even a choir. I was in a choir at church, dancing at church. What? So, yeah. besides having, like, bars, you be singing, too? You know, I got a little something I could do, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take some vocal lessons eventually, but I can carry a tune. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, it's something I want to talk about because I'm actually having an R&B event in, like, an hour. Okay. <laughs> Via Zoom and stuff, because, you know, um, with the pandemic, more events and stuff is online. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that is awesome. Okay, so technically, based off your background, it really didn't just come out of nowhere because you always been in the entertainment realm. Right. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So, <laughs> based off your music that I've heard, I see it is very marketable because it's tapping into what's current and what's circulating now in the hip-hop and R&B culture, right? But yes. what was the type of music that inspired you growing up before the music change? Can you repeat that last question? What was the type of music that you were listening to growing up? Growing up, I listened to a little bit of everything. I listened to a lot of old school. One of my best friends, mom used to stay playing old school. So I got old soul. I listened to a lot of rap growing up. Future was my favorite rapper growing up. Of course, I love Nicki growing up. In Atlanta, we got this group called Rich Kid. I used to all the ratchet music growing up. From all the guys around Atlanta that was making music. <laughs> so I listened to Rich Kids and um, Betty Game, Mark, all that, all mm -hmm. that. But I've been very versatile. I even like pop. I used to watch Hannah Montana, so I like a little bit of everything. <laughs> Okay, okay. You said listening to Future growing up. That means you must be super young because Future hasn't been out that long. Yeah, and I'm 24. I just turned 24 this month. Oh, um, this oh. month. I just turned 24 in September. Okay. But I, I had older siblings. Thank you. I had older, older sister who loved Future. So, mm -hmm. you know. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like, something ain't adding up here because he definitely, to me, is still a, a new artist. <laughs> <laughs> He's still fresh That's meat. Funny. So anything in the last five to six, seven years, I would not consider growing up. But I totally understand now. Um, but okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. So my thing is, if you was to like do a collaboration with somebody, right? Anybody in the industry, who would you pick and why? That's a hard question. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm just going to switch up my answer because I got asked the same question yesterday. So I'm going to switch up my answer. 
if I could do a collaboration with anybody right now, especially a new artist, mm-hmm. I would do one with Lil Baby because I feel like every female who does a song with him, it's always kind of like, you know, a little nasty talk, you know, that type of environment, <laughs> that type of uh, tone. But, you know, he be riding when he talking about, like, getting out the mud, all that stuff. I want to have one song we just talk about straight. Like, n- none of that. None, none of that was expected. I want to talk about getting money and being lit. I don't want to just talk to little, you know, little nasty talk. No, I totally <laughs> I think be fine. Okay, okay. So pretty much based off like your answers and your responses and your personality, you're just someone who just has like a burst of energy, right? Yeah. And I could tell, and then you in Atlanta, so I know there's a lot of things for y'all to be doing and stay lit and stay turned. They be trying to get me down there all the time. I'm like, look, right now I'm on break with this whole pandemic. Leave me alone. I ain't coming out there. Y'all look, right. y'all hot, but y'all look too hot right now. <laughs> we outside, period. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I ain't, ain't trying to be outside like that right now. <laughs> we outside unapologetically. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, about that. I'm like, catch me in like six months, maybe. Right, we, I can't we, blame you. You know, I love you guys from a distance. <laughs> I feel that everybody kind of saying that absolutely so my thing is what I love to ask a lot of people who come from Atlanta because you know that's like that go-to back in the day the go-to areas for music artists or people in the entertainment industry as a whole was always like Cali in New York but you know in the last decade or so it's definitely been Atlanta so do you feel like it's saturated but it's or is it so much going on that everybody can eat well, I always believe that everybody can eat. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? All about what sets you apart. Atlanta is most definitely the new Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So everybody is. It, it is an overflow of everybody trying to, you know, act like or be become someone. Mm-hmm. So you guys kind of like got to decipher through who's who, find out who you need to know, you know, try to do as much networking as you can. But this is like the the place to be right now, apparently. Absolutely. <laughs> My thing is, since it's so funny because you would think Atlanta was like an actual state the way you hear about it so freaking much. Do you feel like before this whole pandemic that it's just too crowded or no? Um, I wouldn't say too crowded because I think that's a um a dramatic word. You know, around five o'clock rush hour, you see how many people live in Atlanta when you're driving. But <laughs> I wouldn't say too too crowded because I'm one of the people that feel like it's room for everybody. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Whatever's hot, everybody gonna rush to that. So, say California start being be being back the new scene, everybody gonna be back in California. You know, it's just cycles. Like mm-hmm. I don't really bother it. I don't really pay no attention to. It. I just focus on making my mark within all the, you know, what I'm saying within the the saturation. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Because you know, I know you've probably heard about it. Sometimes um, people used to be like. When it comes to my city, and my state, I don't get that much love, but I get more love from out of state. In my mind, when you in Atlanta, if you can't get no love from people in Atlanta, then there must be something wrong with you. No, yeah. Um, I, I see why people feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get love in Atlanta, but I think I think what people mean by that is when people know you personally, they don't want to show as much love as because mm. they don't see how you're making it to where you're going and they don't think it's possible. So I think that's kind of what people mean because I get love in my city from people who don't know me, but it's the people who do know me it's hard to get love from. You Absolutely. see what I'm saying? Yeah, which to this um, day still don't make any sense. Right. I tell people all the time, at the end of the day, me personally, I don't believe in competition. It's not to be cocky. Yeah. And if you don't support me, I don't care. Somebody's going to. So I'm good regardless. That's a mentality you got to build over time. You know what I'm saying? I think that, yeah. Yeah, because if you pay too much attention for the ones who don't, you're going to overlook the ones that's trying to support you. Exactly. All right. So this song, Moose. <laughs> is this a part of like an EP and project or right now you're just pushing it as a single so um, I am going to put it on a project you know this is just something because I don't have that much music out so this is something I hold over I'll probably drop this one more song and then do like my first project because I haven't done my first project yet okay. so this probably might be a little teaser of what's to come mm-hmm. you know so Okay, okay. Now, do you actually have a team that you're working with as far as production-wise, or you just be scouting out producers? 
Well, I have one producer in India, and I just recently got introduced to um, a production team at this studio down here called Right Vibe Entertainment. So I'm still building my foundation as mm-hmm. far as like immediate team, but it's definitely all falling into place. So okay, beautiful, beautiful. All right, so um, this song, who was it produced by? This song was produced by my producer in India. His name is Nizam Beats. Okay. And yep. All right, and tell me the concept behind the song before we play it. So it's just a fun song. I think that this is more of my mainstream song, like a general population. Everybody can can feel it. Everybody can get hyped to it, male and female. Mm-hmm. This is a get money. Get you know, we setting the vibes. We, we you know, what I'm saying it's a it's a feel good record in my opinion. It's feel good. It's upbeat. It can be at a lounge. It can be played at a lounge at the club in your car. I just feel like it's one of those get you in a good mood records like make you feel motivated and cute like you that person i don't want because but you know like you the one you the man you know, i'm man the one but no i'm the one right <laughs> so i think this is just a i think this is a really upbeat record i'm really excited about it i really think this is like one everybody gonna be able to relate to and have fun to yeah so well, that's what you want to put out there because at the end of the day, there's so much going on. You want people just to still know that we here, we still live, we still vibing, we still happy, we still kind yeah. of we can still, you know, have some fun. So, yeah. without further ado, won't you introduce to the people your new track? All right, everybody, this is my new hit single, "Moves" by Pakli. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> You know I'm bringing the vibes, and baby I'm setting the moves. You know this kitty is rude, got a buff chick attitude. I'm moves, baby I'm ruthless. The cause is ruthless, the fire chick to do this. song that people really be like, oh, I want to give her a close so I can turn off a little bit. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that song is dope. I think that is dope. And I'm glad that Jay sent me the clean version. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because when I saw the email, I was like, um, I kind of can't say that. 
So I know. <laughs> I'm just, man, we got 40s just moves. That's the bigger differentiation. I think is is best. Yeah, for real. Because yeah. I'm just like, um, I was like, well, maybe I could get her to say her name or her track. <laughs> right. So we can just, you know, keep it vibing, keep it pushing and moving. But yeah, I think that song is kind of dope. And um, I look forward to hearing some more music from you for sure. But my question now to you is, of course, you're having a song that's out now. And I'm sure everyone is loving it and can't wait to hear some more music from you. But what are you really trying to do as a music artist in this industry? You just want to ride the wave and just have fun and just see what's up or you have like a end goal so i definitely don't just want to ride the wave i have a real plan with this mm-hmm. um my biggest goal with music is to own my own record label but um as an artist i just want to i want my voice to be heard and i want to be impactful you know i want to change lives i want to give back to the community eventually i want to run for president you know yeah uh, <laughs> It's more than just being a cute little rapper. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I really want to change lives and, you know, motivate people mm-hmm. and give back as much as I can. So that's the end goal. Okay. Okay. The reason why I asked that, because it kind of puts me in an awkward position when it comes to talking to independent artists, right? So right now, <clears throat> as far as the music industry, everything is changing. Everything is evolving. The culture even down to the time of music, songs used to be eight, nine, ten minutes long. Now it's between two and three and a half. <laughs> and of course, you know, when the DJs is only spending like a minute and a half anyway, they're like, so what's the point of us doing a whole seven minute song? And that's all you're going to play. And people's attention span has definitely changed, you know. <clears throat> I think it's smart marketing wise to do these type of songs. Because that's what I'm going to gravitate to people's ear. But that's why I asked the question, like, what's your end goal? Because now that you have grabbed their attention, my question is, like, what you going to do with it? You know, because there's people that listen to this as part of the hip-hop culture. So you got people like, yo, I want to hear, like, some real lyricist-type joints. Or I see you got the people's attention, but we're going to hear something for, like, Every type of person, like all types of women, not the ones that like to turn up and twerk, but the ones that's really going through things, like really be a diverse lyrically. So, are you? Is that your plan for your project when you get there, or are you just gonna want the first project just to be fun? So, my first project, um, it will definitely be a mixture of genres. That's why I don't like being put in a certain category. Yeah, and just like strict, strictly rap or R and B. Because um I do make pain music, you feel what I'm saying? I make mm-hmm. I could do pop, Caribbean style, like you know what I'm saying? I got a lot of different flows, so it's just people are just gonna have to get to know me because I mm-hmm. write from the heart. So if I'm feeling like I'm turned and I'm lit, then I'm gonna make that type of song. Absolutely. If I'm if I'm feeling sad or if I wanna, you know, get a message across, mm-hmm. then I got those type of records too. So I'm definitely okay. gonna be using my platform to like, you know, encourage people, like give them something to listen to when they're going through something or even when they're happy, whatever mood they in, mm-hmm. they're gonna be able to go listen to me. Period. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I tell people, as long as you own what you do, like, I ain't got no choice but to respect it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm curious because if you're going to run for president, like, <laughs> I got to see why I'm voting for you. Besides, you know, the vibes and the mood, you know, I want to know some other things too. And I tell people, if all you want to do is play or write, turn up music because that's just the wave and that's what you're saying. Then by all means do you, but if you are a type to have different type of emotions or talk about some other stuff, I respect that as well too because I love diverse artists and not the type that just like man I could write about anything. Like shut up, I'm talking about the one that's really going through a lot and expressing it the proper way on yeah. track. Cause it's definitely a difference. Yeah, I definitely. I can, I feel like me personally, I could I could make a a hype record and it still be meaningful mm-hmm. because even if you listen to that song right now, like you know, I feel like it's kind of empowering. Mm-hmm. And then if you hear the second verse, it's like I'm taking people out of the struggle. I support the hustle made out the jungle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm saying I came from something. So even if it's a lit song, I still have meaning. That's the beautiful. That's a beautiful quality I have. I could make something turn and catchy, and it still got meaning. Just gotta listen. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. That's the that's my whole point. So I'm like I respect that so much, you know. Because sometimes I tell artists, because you know I interview a lot of artists and I critique their music, especially with my DJ coalitions. 
And I'm like, I had to play this song about four times. They was like, why? I said, because sometimes the beat be knocking so hard that yeah. I am not paying attention to your lyrics. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that was the first thing I started doing was twerking. Then the next minute I was vibing to the beat. I was like, okay, let me go back and listen to their lyrics too to see if they actually saying something. And by, surprisingly, some of them are. And that's one of the things I tell them to make sure you tell us message where people can actually hear what you're saying because at the end of the day, you're you're an artist. You're not the producer. You right. want the people to hear what you got to say lyrically, too. So That's why I said my stuff is catchy and meaningful. I feel like to get a message across, it got to be catchy for mm -hmm. It got to be suitable for the general population. It can't just sound so serious, you know? Absolutely. Like, um, a lot of people wasn't giving J. Cole his credit because he wasn't really hyped, but then when Middle Child dropped, he was still talking that talk, but it was on a more upbeat tempo where people could just bob their head, you feel me? So, mm -hmm. No, I respect it. I respect it. So, you see a little girl, right? And she at somewhere seeing you perform it could be like an outdoor event or something she was like dang i want to be just like you what are some words of wisdom or something you would say to her i would tell her um that she should want to be like the best version of herself you know because mm -hmm. i thought we aspired to be like people but we don't know what it took for them to become who they are mm -hmm. you know so I, I always preach self-love and i tell her to find out what her dreams are and just you know, stick to them. The key to me is consistency and just working with you got and patience. So Beautiful. I would start. She can do whatever. She can reach for the moon if she wants to. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. For the listeners, can you tell us a story? I call it the silent cry behind the grind. Something that you had to go through, experience, and be like, yo, this is. Ooh, a little too much right now. Right. <laughs> it can be uh, personal or it can be musically. Just something I that you overcame. The whole, the whole background of since y'all decided to do music these past um, few couple years has been hard because I am a mom. So okay. I think um, one of my biggest challenges was trying to find time and resources to invest into my craft. And like I said, I was feeling like it's never the right time. So the silent cry would just feel like I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't getting there fast enough. You know mm, what I'm saying? I yeah. just was dealing with life and couldn't focus on my dreams. Well, I thought I couldn't focus on my dreams. But looking back, I, I would have told myself not to um, not to give up, to keep being consistent. Because it's been time where I just stopped doing music just because I felt like I had too much real life stuff going on. Mm. But your dreams are real life. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you just reminded me, and I always tell my listeners, there's a reason why I love doing what I do, and I ask a certain questions, because there's, artists are a dime a dozen, but it's the story, your backstory is what's going to connect even more people to you, that's going to make them gravitate to you, that you're not just another pretty face, you're not just another female artist. You know, certain things that makes you stand out amongst the rest. Like, there's more to me. Get to know me. And that's why I ask the questions that I ask. Because technically, I could be like, okay, who's your favorite rapper? How do you feel about female rappers in the industry today? Who's your top five? Like, those are some corny questions. <laughs> like, forget all that. I want to know about Pac. I want to know about you. I want to know what makes you smile. I want to know what makes you cry. I want to know that makes you blush at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the stuff I want to get out of you. So tell me about the feeling the first time you got into the booth. The first time I got into the booth, I was so nervous. It took me like four hours to record one song, mm -hmm. probably more than that. I was so nervous. I um, I used to not like my own voice, like over recording. Like when I would hear myself talk on recording, mm -hmm. I didn't like my voice. So it was really weird. Um, going into the studio for the first time, I didn't have nobody with me, it was just me and the um, and the engineer. So he kind of talked me through it or whatever. I had to find my confidence, but it took forever. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And plus, I'm a perfectionist. I'm like, oh, that sounds weird. That sounds like this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but now you got it down packed, right? Well, not 100%, but now it's a little bit more comfortable, right? Now I got a little more confidence, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't take as long, but I'm definitely still working on it. Okay, now you're like, okay, let's go. Drop the beat. Press the cool. We here. We live. We in the building. Like, <laughs> right. I didn't take my support. Like, okay, you got this. Like, let's get this energy Absolutely. I, I love it. I love it. I, w I was the same way when I used to have a recorder 
and I just used it just to be talking at first. And I was like, ew, if that's how I sound, then I ain't talking no more. <laughs> but after a while, you definitely get used to it for sure. For sure. All right. So my last, not really last question. Just got a few more for you. So what is something that if you were in a room with music executives, producers, DJs, radio personality, bloggers, everybody in the industry that can help change your career, take it to the next level. What is a, a few questions that you would ask them or something you feel like you may be lacking or you need right now to take your career to the next level? Mm, if I could ask somebody successful a question, I'll probably ask them kind of what you asked me on like how they get through a hard time and mm -hmm. like how was it trying to stay consistent, you know, and mm -hmm. what type of daily schedule they got because I was told that success can be found in your daily routine. You waking up at a certain time, keeping a certain regimen, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Not, not subjecting yourself to procrastination. You know, I like to get those types of tips because I feel like in the long run, what you do from day to day basis pays off, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That that is true. <clears throat> the your daily routine does affect your life and your work and what comes out of it. That is definitely true. So that's a great question to ask them. So this is a time of the show where you have a chance to say any and everything you want to the listeners. It can just be like, you know what, I like long walks on the beach, even though that has nothing to do with this interview. Or it can be um Make sure you guys follow me on all social media. Do your promo. Whatever you want to say, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, well, of course, I just want to let everybody know that my music is that get money, motivate music, hype, peace, love music. You know, um, I want everybody to go follow me on social media. You know, like, join my journey. Follow the movement at Pacalia Music on Instagram, Pacalia Music on Twitter. And be on the lookout for my new single moves dropping tomorrow, Friday. December 18th and peace, be peace, show love, get money. That's my little quote. Hey. <laughs> That's my little quote I've been working on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You got to have your thing. Hit your, start having right. like your hashtag or anything. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. Well, I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure interviewing you today on the T-Quest show. I already follow you on IG and I liked your um, page on Facebook. So I just got to hit up your um, Twitter. But, yeah, it's been a pleasure, and um, keep doing what you're doing, okay? And we're going to have a lot of stuff coming up, so stay in contact. We always have different interviews, keeping the music in rotation for sure, and always, like, a new mixtape or something coming out. So, you know, let's stay connected and, you know, continue to shine, beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. This was one of the best interviews thus far. For real? Yeah, I like the questions you asked. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Make sure you tell your camp. <laughs> no, you want to know the secret behind that? What? The secret is, even though I um, am a rated personality, DJ, comedian, actress, all this stuff, right, journalist, I started as a recording artist first. Right. I started okay. as, yeah, so when I built my platform as a personality, I'm like, if I'm going to interview artists, I'm going to ask them questions I want people to ask me. Right, those juicy questions. Exactly. I'm like, don't ask me that corny stuff <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. Honestly, nobody cares about your favorite top five. Let's be clear. <laughs> nobody cares about that stuff. You know what I mean? They want to know where to get the music and who makes me the woman that I am and the artist that I am. And that's why I ask the questions that I do. That makes sense? I love it. You did great. I love these questions because I'll be a little bit nervous sometimes on these interviews. Well, it takes a lot of practice because when I first did interviews, I shined on stage. But when they started to talk to me, I was very shy. They're like, who are you? I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you be shutting it down on stage. I'm like, but I'm shy in real life. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but I get on here, I start stuttering. Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, yep, mm-hmm. Sure. They'd be like, are you okay? Like, mm -hmm. But now you can't even shut me up. I got so much to say. <laughs> we can talk about anything, everything, all day long. But it just takes time to get there. And after a while, it becomes more fun. And it becomes easier if you have a personality that knows the right questions to ask, you know? Right, right, right. But I appreciate you being on the platform. And like I said, I followed you, so I want you to follow me back. What's your Instagram name? Um, T Quest GLM. 
Okay, babe, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure. Once again, tell the people who you are, where you're from, and we're going to play this song again. Yes, it's Pop Leah from Southside of Atlanta, and this is my new single, Moods. You can find it on all platforms tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pop Leah, you know I'm bringing the vibes, and baby, I'm sending the moves. You know this kitty is rude, got a boss chick at a tool. I'm the cause is roastless, the fire shit to do this You know I'm bringing the vibes, and baby I'm sending the moves You know this kitty is rude, got a boss shit got a tool I'm on moves, baby I'm ruthless The cause is ruthless, the fire is one to do you guys that was Pac Leah with moods once again make sure you guys go follow her and go stream her music you know I love interviewing dope artists that have good vibes good energy because that's what it's all about it makes my job even easier but you know it's time to switch up this show and it's time to um yeah bring us in a little extra so here we go all the way from everywhere Right. <laughs> I would say outside of Indianapolis by way of Connecticut. United States, yeah. Yeah, by way of the United States of America and all places in between. Yeah, Our girl T Quest is in the building. How hey, are you? Hey, hey, welcome. Thank you. She must be the busiest person in the world. She literally just got off of a another um podcast about 20 minutes ago. You know what's I so see. funny? In between that, I just jumped on a Southern Soul event, too. <laughs> what's the Southern Soul event? What is um, that? Well, I'm a part of a DJ coalition, and we have different um, divisions. And right now, we were just highlighting a lot of Southern Soul artists. So we had an event on Zoom. Well, it's still going on right now. So I had to jump yeah. on as the army. Oh, yeah. Show up. Yeah, well, good that I gave you that extra fifteen minutes, then, right? Thank you so much, Antoine. <laughs> so, so I had the opportunity to meet T Quest. Um, what was that like? Two weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. me and a few artists from Baltimore. We went up to Indianapolis, uh, Muncie, Anderson, and all places in between. 
um, and put on what ended up being a pretty cool, a pretty cool little event. Mm-hmm. And um, it was funny because I didn't know who she was at first, but she kept standing on the stage and I was getting tired and I wanted to give her my microphone. And she was like, I'm telling you now, you give me this microphone. <laughs> You're not gonna get the microphone back. I didn't know that you were the Jackie of all trades. That was mm-hmm. uh, this other stuff. So, um, just start by telling everybody a little bit about some of the stuff that you do. Okay, okay, I'll do so. Let's start with just the top two or three first. We'll tackle that, and then we'll move on. Okay, so first, I am a recording artist, right? So that'll be number one. Number two, I am a voiceover artist. It's a little different because I do voiceover for DJs, producers, artists, radio businesses, and, um, you know, like audiobooks and cartoons and stuff. And thirdly, I would do a slash on a radio personality as well as a journalist. <laughs> oh, that's too much stuff for me to try to, to, try to do at, you know, you like. <laughs> I want to be her. We're related. That's what I've been been saying literally ever since I met her. Like, you're doing a lot of the stuff that me and even Nina have kind of been like yearning to do. That's why I said. Wait a minute. Is that Joe Storm? That's Joe Storm. Yes. Oh, what a small world. I know her. I know her. And we're gonna definitely get into that. But um let's okay, let's let's push T Quest to the back corner. Tell us a little bit about, about you, the person, not the not the rapper, the singer, the voiceover, the da 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 da. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay, well Tara is Tara, I'm sorry, I got you. Okay, a lot of people don't pronounce it properly. Tara is a, a total sweetheart. She grew up a quiet nerd, you know, school and music was everything. She's very charitable, always want to put a smile on people's face, you know. She's like um a delight. She's a little sweetie, and I, I rock for her. She's a hard worker and she just wanted to make this world a better place, kind of like a pageant person. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know where that person was when I was in Indiana. I'm sorry, what was that? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> Nothing at all. So, so you um, were originally born and raised in Connecticut? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, Um, tell us a little bit about coming up there. First of all, first of all, I got to put this out there because y'all basketball team, the Yukon Lady Huskies, used to give my lady volunteers the blues, and I used to want to fight everybody on the basketball team. No, violence is never the answer, so I'm glad you didn't have to take it there. Tell us us a little bit about about coming up in in Connecticut. It was definitely interesting. I grew up more on the two or three side of it, and I went to 11 schools, so I definitely had a variety. 11 school. Yes. Is that between elementary and high school? Yes. So 11 total. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite there, but I'm probably close. <laughs> we went to about six elementary schools alone. Mm-hmm. Things settled down when I got to junior high and high school, but I, I definitely feel that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, things in life happen. You know, they was like, are you like an army brat or something? Why are you moving so much? I'm like, no. Like I said, things don't like happen from just having a fire, losing your home, or when my um, my brother passed away, so we moved. We didn't really want to be right there because we was right across the street from the beach that he drowned in. So there's always a reason why we moved. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, um, you know, just growing up, either being in... um. An urban area to switch into an all white neighborhood and then going back to urban was definitely a transition because no matter what, I felt like I didn't belong. As a nerd, I didn't belong, or as a black girl, I didn't belong. So I just always wonder why people just didn't rock with me. But you know, when you're different, it's always a good thing. But as I grew older, I realized my uniqueness is what people love about me even more today. You know. As a black girl, you felt out of place. Was it like a, a little racial tension? 
it wasn't racist, but you know, when you're quiet, it's hard for people to want to approach you. And you definitely not gonna approach people. But I was in my mind, if people just give me a chance, as long as they come to me, I would say to be an amazing person that I am. You know what I'm saying? So I just went to the pen and pad. That was my my friend, that was my savior, that was my happiness. So that's where you started kind of like writing and, and expressing yourself. That was your way of kind of mm-hmm. I always knew since I was a child that I was gonna be an entertainer. And that dream has never changed. Wow. So at, at what point did you make the move from Connecticut to wherever you went to next? Because I don't know if Indiana was your, your <laughs> next stop, but when did you decide to, to go ahead and, and make the move out of Connecticut? Well, I moved out of Connecticut about two years ago, and I actually went to South Carolina for a year. But the interesting thing, I was actually going to be in Florida but that situation didn't work out and I already had everything packed. So I was like, okay, I gotta go somewhere. <laughs> you should push it back, push it back. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I ended up in South Carolina. I was there for like a year or so. And I'm like, that was cool. So my family's from the Carolinas, but I'm like, I'm not happy, happy. This is not where I need to be any longer. And then um, end up coming out here to the, the Midwest. For just peace and serenity, I just wanted to regroup, rebrand, renew, restore, just have a fresh start in life, you know, because I've done it a few times music wise, because, you know, the business is something bitches that I'm like, I need to go somewhere new and fresh. And I'm out here, it's been here a year, even though I don't feel like it because COVID isolated me more than I want it to be. But I think I made the right decision and I'm happy, and that's the most important. But I mean, I guess. COVID ends up being, I won't say it's been a blessing, but it's allowed you to take all of the hats that you wear and now do everything from the comfort of home instead of having to be out and about as, as much. I, I think that's kind of like for me, I actually um, stopped doing my previous radio show just as the pandemic was starting. Mm-hmm. And I was I was doing that for, for like personal reasons as well as me just feeling like God well, was telling me I needed to slow my butt down because I was out in the box so much. Mm-hmm. So I made that decision and then like my, my last show was March the 14th and then like March the like 18th, the quote unquote pandemic hit and everything started shutting down and we started with mm-hmm. so for me. It was just a good opportunity to just like inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and when you wear as many hats as you do, um, the woosaw can be a good thing or a bad thing because it, it might, you know what I mean? No, I, I totally understand. It was like um, up and down because I wanted to take this year to find out where I belong. Yes, I grew up in Connecticut, but I knew that wasn't where I was going to retire or anything. And I'm like, where do I belong? And I wanted to take 2020 to figure that out and you know it's a great opportunity came upon with different tours and like movie projects and music projects and comedy projects all these projects like this is going to be the year you know what i'm saying and i'm going to be traveling and i'm going to check out different cities and states and in the midst of that i'm going to find out where i belong so i can just settle and be stable and be like this is home but of course that didn't happen with the pandemic but, you know, I'm not going to let it stress me. So I just tell people, you just got to adjust to your new norm. And I always wanted to have a business online where everything is just online. I'm doing things online. So no matter where I am, I can still handle my business as an entrepreneur. So how did Indiana become the, the, the touchdown with the quest? Say what now? How did how did you end up there? Like, what made you decide that Indiana was the place that, at least for now? Because when I think of Indiana, <laughs> or I came and had a chance to visit and enjoy it a little bit, yeah, like Larry Bird, you know, the Indiana Pacers, the NFL franchise, the Jacksons. Um, it wasn't nothing like that. It was more the fact that um, one of my good friends I grew up in, um, grew up with, you know, we've known just as children, she was out here already. And I'm like, I need to go somewhere where I don't know anybody. I just need to clear my head. She was like, come out here. And I was like, okay. 
because I don't have no dependence. I am not attached to anything. So I can literally up and go when I please or however I please. So I was like, well, I'm out. <laughs> and and, and we got grounded with the pandemic, but it is okay. For those couple of days that I spent there, like that is definitely the perfect place to just like kick back. You know what I'm saying? You don't feel the the hustle and bustle and feeling like everything was moving in 10,000 miles an hour. It was just like, for it was almost like literally because I needed to get away so bad, it almost felt like I was at a resort for like, for like two days, man. It was just like, damn, I can breathe. You know, the air is fresh. You know, it's not 50,000 cars driving on 695 at, you know, rush hour and all of that kind of stuff. But definitely, mm-hmm. especially on the area where you guys were. Yeah. Like, that was just like total, like, I could just move out there and just be like, ah. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. People are like, why are you out here You're in the middle of nowhere? I'm like, why does being in the middle of nowhere a crime? Why is it a problem? Why would I want to be in traffic every day? Why would I hear people screaming and sirens? Who wants that all the time? Even when, you know, because Atlanta is a place where a lot of music artists want to be and have a lot of opportunities out there. I'm just like, I get that. But even if I was to go out there, I would never want to live in the city. I want to live in the birds or into the city. Because when I go home, I want peace. This entertainment industry and entrepreneur is so stressful that when I lay my head in my I want peace and serenity. Right. You know? So that's just that's actually, that was actually a great segue because I do want to talk about the music part. Okay. Like I didn't know you had bars and you know and, and could pull the tune and all of that kind of stuff. Um is that like a bucket list thing that you that you always wanted to do and just one day said, I'm gonna do it? Yeah, like I said, as a child, I always knew I was going to be an entertainer. Even though I was quiet when it came to singing on the gospel choir at church and stuff, I always wanted to solo. Even though I was quiet in school, I always entered every single talent show, you know, rapping, singing, dancing. I knew that I was going to be on a stage. And that's what I've done and haven't stopped since. You know, right now, of course, my genre is hip hop, but I grew up on gospel and RB. And now that I'm older, I just give people a little bit of all of it when I feel like it. That's the best thing about being independent. I have the, <laughs> the choice to do what I want, you know? So, so would, you, would you ever have a desire to be signed to a major label? I mean, they try to try to tell us that independent is the best route, but when you really think about it business-wise, it's kind of a good thing to be a part of a label, depending on the contract. You know, like if you do like a single deal or a distribution deal, as soon as your name is out there, you can go handle your business being independent after the fact. You get the check, you get your name out there, and then you start investing, multiplying, and handling the business. So I would definitely consider it for sure. Nothing long-term, though. Nothing long-term. <laughs> but I would definitely consider maybe a project deal, a single deal, or a distribution deal for sure. So you're not going to be one of those tied down to a record label being a slave for five <laughs> albums and you only end up releasing two albums so then mm-hmm. like limbo you know for the next 20 years because you haven't released the yeah to a certain extent it's good to have a, a major behind you mm-hmm. um just because of that push that they can give you but Absolutely. do you feel, do you feel like um for everything that you can do on social media and streaming now, do you do you feel like the record label is kind of at the point where you don't need them anymore? Technically, I don't need them only for the fact to get my name out there quicker than I can do on my own. That's why I mean a distribution deal and stuff like that is very smart because they can do the branding and the marketing. So long as people know who you are, it's all about you keeping their attention after the fact. But I mean, but okay, so I, I understand and I agree with that. But like, even now, if you have a big enough, if you can, if you can get a big enough following as far as social media is concerned, like you can literally click a couple of buttons and have your your music out to thousands, if not millions, of people instantaneously. So, like, it, a lot of artists that I hear, like a lot of the mainstream artists now, feel like the the record label 
is just becoming more and more extinct. Like there's no, there's no more A and R. There's no more artist development and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So at what point, you know, like what what's the role now that other than the promotional part and the, the push that they can give you, what other role is the, the record label serving at this point for you? I, oh, for me personally, I wouldn't really need anything else outside of that, you know, because outside of pushing. I know how to rock a mic. I know how to rock a stage. I know how to conduct myself in interviews and doing all that promotional things because I've been in radio for almost a decade. So I know how to speak. You know, I know how to do artist development. I know how to teach artist development. So the only thing me personally I would want help with would be branding and marketing to get my name out there more to the masses. You know. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Nina, you look like you got something on your brain that you want to. <laughs> Yes. Oh, party girl up there. Um, so you are a melodic hip hop artist. How much of your background is you or are you in your background? As far as your singers, because it's like a song going on in some of your uh, is that you singing as well as rapping? Yep. That's me rapping and singing on my checks. Absolutely. You know, so is it, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, you said that you do like A&R for other people. You can teach A&R. Is it true that you can do more for other people than you can for yourself? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I've yes. always been that type. And I, I'll be so quick to pitch somebody before I push myself. You right. know, it was like, well, like Diddy, you want to help me? Not the way, the way he did it, but to a certain extent, of I'm always there to help people push themselves and their businesses to the next level for sure. You know, if okay. I took enough time to put myself that I get other people, I would probably be in a better position when it comes to the industry for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So at what point did you start linking things together? You started as an MC, then you went this direction, then you, like all of the things are similar, but how did you make the connection? Okay. Well, like I said earlier, I always knew I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. And I knew I was going to be a rock star, rocking a stage. And then that segue into um, doing radio. I did an interview with a DJ. He was like, you have so much fun, great energy. You ever consider about doing radio? And I said, actually, yes. Because growing up, being the type of person that didn't talk a lot, I was very quiet. I knew I had a lot to say. I just needed a place to be comfortable to speak and with radio i was like it's just me and the microphone and that actually gave me more confidence to speak to people and it's been super awesome ever since and even since then doing voiceovers they're like um you ever thought about doing voiceovers or you have so many different animated voices within you because i'm like comedian too they was like you ever thought about doing stuff like that i'm like yeah what you need well, I need you to play a white girl, a black girl, and a Spanish girl on my mixtape. I was like, give me the script. I started to do um, DJ drops and producing tags. And I used to actually invest thousands of dollars into studio sessions just doing free drops for everyone. You know, because I'm like, if I do this for DJs, most likely they're going to want to play my music. So it's like a, you know, one hand wash the other and then after a while after investing so much money and doing that for them for free my voice started to circulate that new ones would hear me on their platforms while they're spinning and they would get my content actually like, how much do you charge for this is that a third so that came into a business for voiceovers then i started doing radio commercials and now i'm in the process of doing some comic books not comic books but children books as well as cartoon voices. And you know, I just kept elevating. I always want to have a clothing line. In school, I used to draw sketches and stuff. I would have a clothing line. I always wanted to get into like beauty. So then I started a cosmetic line. I just wanted everything to be in the same field. So no matter what I'm doing, they say your seven streams of income, it's always right. surrounded by things that I love, not just to have an additional income. Because at the end of the day, it's not really about the money, it's about my well being and my happiness. Do you have excellent answer? Excellent answer. Did you have something, Twan? I see you blinked your eyes twice. <laughs> but did you realize that the voice of those songs dropped? Yes, we have another name for her. Um, um, so I'm glad to meet you. 
But um, it, it's funny stories that go with that. Uh, uh, so when people hear that drop, sometimes they think it's me. And yeah. they're like, is that you? And I'm like, no, that's that other B. So that's what we call you. Because he, she, you do the sexy drops for Jill Storm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you ever heard her drop? So she, she, okay, another show, another story. Hey, babe, I love you either way. I'm glad we met now. Absolutely. But yeah, that used to be another trick. <laughs> Thank you. No, this happens all the time. And then like, Joe. Do Joe's. You know Joe's? Can you do his drop? Um, what was it? That was it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. DJ Joe Storm. <laughs> right. So I'm like, hold up. Is that Joe? And he was like, you know, she's one of my partners with my DJ Fleet guys. I'm like, how long have you known her? Like, why is she talking like that? 